Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville, good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. <laughs> His voice is your voice. Actually, my voice is my voice, your voice. Anyway, you know, it doesn't matter. We are gonna we have a new intro coming, so we're excited about that. Um, in the meantime, 340-1045 is the number. We have a lot of people that uh, apparently we're having some issue with our phones. I don't know if they've been overloaded or whatnot, but we're trying to get everyone on um, as quickly as possible. So if you uh, if you are interested in, uh, in conversing about what happened last night at the landing or yesterday rather during the afternoon um if you want to talk about anything at all involving the landing or crime in jacksonville or you know what the what the governor said um you know a lot of people talked about how the governor came out and basically and here's the thing about governor scott he's running he's right now in the midst of an election he's running for senate to, to throw out bill nelson and he basically came out and said hey you know what we need more god we need more faith. We need our kids to realize that life is valuable. And these are Christian uh, teachings and ideals that need to, to, you know, come back to our community because when it comes down to it, it's not about the access to guns. It's not about safety. It's about whether or not your child knows consciously that taking someone else's life is bad. Uh, that's, that's, that's the governor's take. 3401045. This is Eric in Jacksonville. Eric, thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Great. Uh, well, I'm doing good, man. What do you want to say, Eric? I want to say what it is is uh, kids nowadays, they don't know how to take a loss, man. When I was growing up in any kind of uh, competition I was in, if I we lost, we shook the opponent's hand. Yeah. Good game, whatever. We're teaching everybody they're a winner, and these kids don't know how to take a loss. It's okay to win against your kid in checkers. It's okay to win against your kid in Monopoly. Let them win every once in a while. But, you know, we got to stop telling everybody they're a winner, you know. Dude, take the L. Man up and take the L. And you look at and you're right about that. I mean, my kid plays flag football, and at the end of, end of every game, if they win, we tell them to line up and say, hey, go and shake these kids' hands. They played a hard game. If they lose, we go and say, hey, go shake these kids' hands. They played better than you. They outdid you. And that's something you're right that needs to be taught. I mean, competition's good. Competition's healthy. You know, even even here in the radio industry, like, yeah, I'd like to think that we're number one all the time but the fact of the matter is we get beat sometimes and it is a competitive industry but we don't you know we don't, i don't i'm gonna be honest i don't shake the opponent's hand because i hate them but at the same time i know that the the answer is to work harder to to market myself my show the radio station to get out there and fight harder so that next time around we can pummel them in, in, like we're supposed to hey thanks so much for your call that's a great point that's a great but you know and 
letting your kid win it. My kid gets mad if I let him win. We like I, I, I just talking the other day. I got him a ping pong table for his birthday. We cleared out the living room. We put the ping pong table down and we started to play ping pong. And I realized I was beating him senseless. And I started to go easy on him. He goes, don't go easy on me, daddy. I don't want you to let me win. And I thought, great. And finally, after like three days, uh, I was just so tired that I think he, did, he, he, he beat me by like two points. And it was it was a thrilling moment for him. But it, but every time he lost, he got right back up and and he tried harder and he and he did something different and he didn't take it personally, which is something that's important. And that's what the governor's trying to say, too, I think. Carol in Jacksonville. Carol, thanks for uh, calling the Mark K show. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Uh, you know what? I think everybody has missed the main issue here. What is that? Roe versus Wade. When we have brought up our kids in that atmosphere, they think it's okay to murder babies so they can go out and shoot whoever they want. And I think a lot of this other stuff being talked about is, is senseless. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how many kids today even know what Roe versus Wade is. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, they, I bet you they've been around abortions. You know how many abortions are? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, they know what yeah. abortion is. Um, but, you know, look, it, 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 could, it could probably all tie in together. And you're probably right that it does. Um, so there, there are lots of deeper issues that need to be discussed and worked on. And, uh, you know, we'll hopefully, hopefully that we, we can go forward and we can teach kids. But, you know, it all comes down to the parents. If the parents are out there saying, this is bad, this is wrong. You know, if the parents are bringing kids up where it's okay, you know, daddy got in a bar fight because some guy looked at him weird. You know, that's gonna, that's gonna influence the kid and how they look at it. It's gonna be okay to punch people. It's gonna be okay to hit people. If, if your kid hits somebody and you don't, and you know, and you allow it or you don't, you don't stop it, then you don't know what's gonna happen next. Um, you know, and gaming is very competitive. I watch kids play video games and some of them they lose and they get angry and they throw their headsets across or they throw their controllers or they start yelling cheater. Uh, which, by the way, you can't cheat at a video game. If anyone calls you a cheater on a video game, they're just a sore loser. It's not like, you know, it, it's, it's impossible. So, uh, so, you know, you need to teach someone if they're going to compete how to be a good. You can be mad that you lost, but you can't be mad that you lost to the point where you want to cause physical harm uh, to somebody else. 340-1045 is our number. 340-1045 is the number. We've got Stephen Ponson down at the landing, and if anything else happens down there, a lot of national news coming in. I know Good Morning America was there. They're making it a really, uh, they're making it a really prominent news story. It's national news. And the one thing that, that, you know, everyone else here in Jacksonville, we took a lot of phone calls from people that are saying, yeah, we get that it's a mass shooting, but we have shootings all the time here in Jacksonville. And when you look at the seven-year-old girl on the west side who was killed, when you look at the the police officer in uh, in Atlantic Beach who was shot for no reason by some crazy guy who just was walking down the street with a gun. When you look at, you know, the shooting of the three kids by the town center, you know, you know when you look at all the gang shootings and the violence in Jacksonville, this is something that we are, we're, we're grateful that the nation is praying for us and they're saying Jacksonville strong and all that kind of thing. And our thoughts and prayers are with you. But we really need something on a long term basis, not just the imported crime, not just the the one off situations where some kid at a, a gaming festival gets mad that he lost and kills two other of his uh, competitors. But we need someone to come in here and say, hey, we've got to fix this problem because crime is everywhere in this city. Uh, three, four, oh. 1045 is a number. We're waiting also for President Trump. Apparently, he's reached some trade deal or he's about to reach a trade deal with Mexico. And he wants to uh, and he wants to talk about that, of course, and make a big announcement. It's with Mexico only. This is not a full NAFTA agreement because Canada, a they don't want to come to the table, a unless there's beer, a and maple syrup. 
But basically, what this is the this is the starting point. Donald Trump and Mexico coming together. He's been tweeting all over the weekend. Um, you know, a lot of it got lost in the shuffle with the with all of the lawsuits of the Manafort, the Mueller. A lot of it got lost with McCain passing away. Um, but this is big news, and and Donald Trump has a big announcement. We're going to bring it to you here in just a minute. He did speak with Governor Scott yesterday and said, "Look, if there's federal funds that you need, or if there's any kind of investigative resources you need for this uh, for this this shooting in Jack." Jacksonville yesterday, you got him. So there may be mention of that. He may also reference the landing. He may reference the uh, the event that happened. So, like I said, that's gonna when that happens, we will bring it to you live. Have no fear. Otherwise, we're gonna get back to the phones and take more of your calls. Three four zero one zero four five is the number. This is the Marque Show. We'll be right back. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, so, you know, when something like this happens in Jacksonville, like a shooting at the landing, a mass shooting, if you will, where two people are killed and the gunman takes his own life and the SWAT team has to come in and search every nook and cranny of the building. When you have people uh, getting trampled and shot and they're in the hospital and CNN's covering you and Fox News is covering you as the major story. When all that happens, you know, the governor comes in and the governor's asked questions and the governor says stuff like this. What can we be doing to get people more involved in faith? What can we do to get people more involved in faith, especially young people? Because when he was growing up, this wasn't happening and it's happening now. So there's got to be some kind of issue. There's got to be something missing. And the governor's thinking about it going, all right, what's missing? Maybe it's faith. Maybe it's the fact that these kids today don't have the same respect for life uh, that they used to have. Something is causing that. Um, and the. As a society, we got to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, so that's what he's working on today. Meanwhile, we've got the mayor uh, who is uh, still in town. He's been visiting everyone at the hospital. Um, he's been making, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, appearances and, and releasing press statements and that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville's in the national spotlight for a bad thing. You know, if it, it, it locally, it's totally different. It, when when I did these interviews with our other news stations and our other news properties across the country in Tulsa and Dayton this morning, Rich Jones was on with Brian Kilmeade in New York. You know, when when you look at it from a thousand miles away, it's totally different because you're not really sure what the cir- circumstances are surrounding the area, the venue. You know what happened? People maybe thought this was a a, a huge event here in Jacksonville. They were, you know, people aren't aware of the ongoing violence in Jacksonville. Unless they live here, unless you're listening to News 104.5 WOKV every day or watching Action News Jacks, you're not really or living, you know, in this town. You're not really sure uh, of how bad um, the uh, the crime problem is. And when you look at it on the national news, you think, oh, Jacksonville, that's I wonder if that's an odd situation. It's not really. Unfortunately, we have crime every day. It's just that when it's a uh, when it's an, an, a national story like that, it, it puts a spotlight on us. Scott in Jacksonville. How are you, Scott? Thanks for calling the uh, Marque show. What do you want to say? Thank you, Mark. First time caller. Uh, oh, good. Yes, sir. Why don't we start going back to educating these kids instead of indoctrinating them? Educating they're, instead of indoctrinating? What do you mean? Well, they all think they're entitled to something. Um, sure, we're entitled to live and breathe and, you know, go to the bathroom. Sure, but we're really not entitled to anything. You have to work for it in order to have it. Yeah. And the thing, like you're saying, they, they, they go, everybody's got to be aware. You know, not true. Not true. That's not what God wanted. And if you don't educate him, how can they even understand what faith is all about? You know, someone's going to call in and say, this is the uh, I blame participation uh, trophies. Because if you give every kid a participation trophy and then they go out in the real world and they actually lose and they realize not everyone gets a trophy, they're not going to know how to handle it. 
Uh, Brian in Jacksonville, thanks so much for calling. Brian, how are you? What do you want to say? I'm good, sir. Thank you. Hey, uh, retired from the JSO, and I worked in an area that actually helped uh, hire police officers. And the, there's a municipal ordinance that triggers when to hire policemen if there's a certain amount of attendees. But this location, as other places, have the ability to hire off-duty police officers if they feel that there's going to be some type of issue with either the number of people or that it's a uh, an event that might draw people that they don't want to be there. Yeah, the rowdy crowd, I get it. And so you have people hiring police officers for 16-year-old birthday parties. Yeah. Because in social media, you might you might have actually invited 30 people but 200 show up. And so there's an expectation that there could be some type of incident to occur. And so this thing with this guy coming from Baltimore, coming to Jacksonville, it could have been in Atlanta. It could have been in Fort Myers. Right. So now they have to dig into this guy's head to figure out, is it the trigger that happened in Jacksonville or was going to happen somewhere else? So you're saying that, the, what, they should have taken more of a precaution, that they had the ability to have more police on the presence, and that might have actually thwarted the uh, the shooter? Oh, I would say absolutely. So, in other words, and so we get hired for funerals. Or, or excuse me, we could get hired for funerals where uh, we would just hang out in the parking lot because the people didn't want the cars to get broken into. And so right. so now take this instance where it's just an abundance of caution. They could have had one officer there, and they get the off-duty rate, and they pay him for three or four hours, and then everybody goes home. All right. And so it's what the vendors want to choose. Right to extend the safety. All right, so if let's say that you were hired to come at this event and this kid comes in and he's got a gun in his backpack, how do you stop it? Is it you just being there in your uniform you think stops him from or makes him think twice or is there something that you could do once the shots start firing? I mean, what is the what is the added benefit? Is it more appearances? So, uh, uh, appearances is a huge issue. And yeah. so, now going back to his state of mind, if he knew that he was going to do this in Jacksonville, the presence of the officer could be a deterrent, or right. he just might want to go out by suicide by cop. So hopefully, the uh, the officer that would be there would be on his toes and or her and be ready for such an event. All right, to take out the bad guy. All right, real quick, I got to go, Joe. But real quick, how much per hour for me to hire a cop to follow me around? Minimum is thirty dollars an hour. This little, little steep. All right, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Three, maybe for special occasions. Maybe for special occasions. 340-1045. And he said that's minimum, too. I want, like, a really good... I want, like, a sharpshooter. So that's probably going to be more. Uh, listen, we're still waiting on President Trump. That's coming up here in just a minute. And more of your phone calls. 340-1045. You're listening to The Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Everyone running for their lives. People were being trampled. People were hiding. Everybody was screaming in fear. Initially, I thought it was a balloon just going off, and we realized that it wasn't a balloon. And then we heard multiple rounds, and we just ran for our lives. Some of the victims, uh, or uh, rather some of the witnesses that are back down at the landing now, they're going back there to, uh, I guess, pay respects and see what's going on and just kind of, you know, heal with each other. Stephen Ponson's down there. He's been talking to a lot of the um, a lot of the folks who were at the competition, this uh, gaming competition for EA Sports, the Madden uh, football franchise. And, you know, it, 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 I mentioned this earlier when I was talking to Rich Jones, my wife and I, we looked at each other and said, God, it's not even a violent video game. 
You know, I mean, yeah, it's football violence, like there's tackling and, and stuff like that. But it's not even it's not one of the, the shooter games that are the the uh, first person shooters, as they're called, where a lot of kids, you know, learn how to uh, how to how to pick up a gun and, you know, learn how they become desensitized to violence, as a lot of folks will say. It was a it was a sporting event. Basically, it was a football game um, in digital format. And this kid lost. And apparently, you know, that may or may not have been the motive. It seems like we're leaning toward that. But, you know, no official word from the officers who were involved in investigating and coming to that conclusion. But let's be honest, it seems like someone was just a really, really, really bad sport. Um, and that's unfortunate because it ended up in uh, two of his competitors or two of his colleagues get uh, losing their lives. Uh, 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 is the number. Esports gaming, by the way, I mean, it is huge. It's a huge industry. A good friend of mine uh, who I've worked with several times, he recently bought a an esports gaming team or created one he built one and he takes this team around the country and they go to esporting events and they compete for cash and prizes and they have sponsorships and i wrote to him he's in he lives in utah i wrote to him earlier and i said hey do you want to come on the show today and then i realized he's a professional gamer there's no way he's going to be up before noon so uh, i have yet to hear from him but if i do we'll get him on also speaking of hearing from people uh donald trump is soon to make a major announcement on trade this is one of his this is one of his key components of his uh, of his campaign is the uh, these trade agreements and redoing these trade agreements and, and NAFTA specifically, which is what this is all about. It's about Mexico and the United States and, and what's going to be happening there. Uh, we're waiting for that announcement from the White House anytime. So, oh, it looks like Donald Trump is coming up to the podium. I'm sorry, he's in the Oval Office. He's coming up to the desk. So it looks like we're going to have to jump now live to Donald Trump, who's taking a seat in the Oval Office. This is breaking news. Because we all negotiate tough. We do, so does Mexico, and uh, this is a tremendous thing. This has to do, they used to call it NAFTA, we're going to call it the United States-Mexico Trade Agreement. And we'll get rid of the name NAFTA, has a bad connotation because the United States was hurt very badly by NAFTA for many years. And now it's a really good deal for both countries, uh, and we look very much forward to it. And I believe uh, the president is on the phone. Enrique? Yeah, you can hook him up. So tell me one. How are you? It's a big thing. A lot of people waiting. Introducing President Hello? Uh, you want to uh, put that on this phone, please? Hello? Donald Trump is waiting for a phone call, looks like, from the president of Mexico as well. They're going to make the announcement jointly. Uh, he's sitting at the desk just waiting, and the whole thing's being televised. So they've got a guy now working the phone, trying to make sure that, you know, we have the same problem here at the radio station from time to time. Sometimes I don't know I'm on the air. Oh, here we go. President Trump, how are you? Good morning. Thank you, Enrique, and congratulations. That's really a fantastic thing. We've all worked very hard. Your brilliant representatives are sitting right in front of me, and uh, I thought we would congratulate each other before it got out. Uh, and uh, I know we'll have a formal news conference in the not-too-distant future. Muchas gracias, 
presidente Trump. Thank you very much, President Trump. Creo que este es eh, una, algo muy positivo para, para Estados Unidos y para México. Y el motivo de esta llamada, presidente, es primero celebrar el entendimiento que ha habido entre los dos equipos negociadores. Sobre el acuerdo de NAFTA. NAFTA. En este eh, interés que ha habido desde hace ya varios meses de, de renovarlo, de modernizarlo, de actualizarlo competitividad en Norteamérica. And to generate a framework that will boost and potentiate uh, uh, productivity in North America. Es, es eh, nuestro deseo, presidente, que eh, ahora eh, Canadá también pueda eh, incorporarse a este. It is our wish, Mr. President, that now Canada will also be able to be incorporated in all this. Asumo que ellos estarán eh, haciendo eh, negociación de los temas de la relación o de los temas sensibles en la relación de Estados Unidos-Canadá. Pero yo, yo estoy muy agradecido, presidente, quiero que sepa que tengo un enorme reconocimiento a su gobierno, a su voluntad política, personal. And I am really grateful, Mr. President. I want to, to tell you that you, I greatly recognize and acknowledge your political will and your uh, participation in this. Y en, este, y en esta ruta eh, de testimoniarle, presidente, eh, un reconocimiento al equipo negociador. Especialmente al encabezado por uh, Robert Lighthizer. Especially the team that is headed and led by Mr. Robert Lighthizer. Y el acompañamiento también desde la Casa Blanca que ha habido de parte de Jared Kushner. And also the accompaniment and the support we have had from the White House through Jared Kushner. Eh, reconocimiento que tengo también para el equipo de México. And I also extend this recognition to the Mexican team. Que están ahí eh, escuchándole y están junto a usted. Tanto they are listening to you eh, they are close to you right now. Y es eh, Videgaray y Ildefonso Guajardo, Secretario de Economía. Okay, so so far it's like a really long Oscar speech where they're just thanking their agents and everything. But eventually Donald Trump hopefully will speak here and uh, and make the announcement on the new trade agreement with Mexico. But what you're hearing is Mexican president and his interpreter uh, live on the phone, speakerphone with President Trump who's just staring blankly into the camera waiting for his turn to talk. Yes, and this has of course been a negotiation that has taken months. It's been difficult, complex, 
at a very hard negotiation altogether with difficult moments, of course. But uh, I truly acknowledge now the fact that we've been able to reach an agreement that we are about to make public, and this is the result of good understanding and good work. And I, of course, I am quite hopeful that now Canada will start discussing with the United States the sensitive bilateral issues. Well, Mr. President, thank you very much. It's an honor. You've been my friend. It's been a long time since I traveled to Mexico where we got to know each other quite well. And we actually had a good meeting. Some people weren't sure if it was a good meeting, but I was. I have a lot of good meetings that a lot of people aren't sure if they were good or not. But uh, it's been a long time. And uh, this is something that's very special for our manufacturers and for our farmers from both countries, for all of the people that work for jobs. It's also great trade and it, it makes it a much more fair bill. And uh, we are very, very excited about it. Uh, we have worked long and hard. Your representatives have been terrific. My representatives have been fantastic, too. Uh, they've, uh, they've gotten along very well. And they've worked late into the night for months. It's an extremely complex bill. And it's something that I think uh, will be talked about for many years to come. Uh, just good for both countries. As far as Canada is concerned, we haven't started with Canada yet. We wanted to do Mexico and uh, see if that was uh, possible to do. And it wasn't, I think, it, it wasn't from uh, any standpoint something that most people thought was even doable when we started. If you look at it, you remember at the beginning, many people thought that uh, this was something that just couldn't happen because of all of the different factions, all of the different sides and the complexity. And we made it uh, much simpler, much better, much better for both countries. Uh, Canada will start negotiations uh, shortly. I'll be uh, calling the prime minister very soon and we'll start negotiation. And if they'd like to negotiate fairly, we'll uh, we'll do that. You know, they have uh, tariffs of almost 300 percent on some of our dairy products. So we can't have that. We're not going to stand for that. Uh, I think with Canada, frankly, the easiest thing we can do is to tariff their cars coming in. It's a tremendous amount of money and it's a very simple negotiation. It could end in one day and uh, we take in a lot of money the following day. But I think we'll give them a chance to uh, probably have a separate deal. We could have a separate deal or we could put it into this deal. I like to call this deal the United States-Mexico Trade Agreement. I think it's an elegant name. I think NAFTA has a lot of bad connotations for the United States because it was a ripoff. There was a deal that was a horrible deal for our country. And uh, I think it's got a lot of bad connotations to a lot of people. And so we will uh, probably, uh, you and I will agree to uh, the name. Uh, we will see whether or not uh, we decide to put up a candidate or just do a separate deal with Canada if they want to make the deal. The simplest deal is more or less already made. It'd be very easy to do and execute. But I will, uh, I will tell you that working with you has been a pleasure. Uh, speaking with and working with President-elect Lopez Obrador has been absolutely a, a very, very special time. Uh, you both came together for your country. You worked together. I think that's important for the media to know. We have a little, a small amount of media in our presence, like everybody. And uh, the media 
should know that uh, the president and the president-elect worked very closely together because the president uh, felt it was important that the president-elect liked what he was seeing. And uh, our teams worked together. Our teams were uh, really well unified. And your team was very well unified. I was very impressed with the fact that uh, the two presidents came together and worked out something mutually agreeable. So it's an incredible deal. It's an incredible deal for both parties. Most importantly, it's an incredible deal for the workers and for the citizens of both countries. Uh, our farmers are going to be so happy. You know, my farmers, the farmers have stuck with me. I said we were going to do this. And Mexico has promised to immediately start purchasing as much farm product as they can. They're going to work on that very hard. And uh, as you know, we're we're working unrelated to this. We're working uh, very much with other countries. Uh, China is uh, one they want to talk, and it's just not right time to talk right now. To be honest with China, it's been uh, it's too one-sided for too many years, for too many decades, and so it's not the right time to talk. But eventually, I'm sure that we'll be able to work out a deal with China. In the meantime, we're doing very well with China. Our economy is up. It's never been this good before. And uh, I think it's only going to get better. But, Mr. President, you've been my friend and you have been somebody that's been very special in a lot of ways. We talk a lot. We talked a lot about this deal. And I'd like to congratulate you and the Mexican people. I highly recognize this, especially because of the point of understanding we are now reaching on this deal. And I really hope and I desire, I wish, that the part with Canada will be materializing and uh, in a very concrete fashion. That we can have an agreement the way we proposed it from the initiation of this renegotiating process, a tripartite. Pero hoy, hoy celebro que la parte entre eh, Estados Unidos y México
con este entendimiento. Al punto que hoy estamos llegando. Y el presidente electo ha estado enterado y ha tenido la oportunidad también de hablar con él eh, personalmente sobre los avances que ha habido sobre este tema. Creo que. Y usted ha tenido conversaciones directas ya con él también. You have also had direct conversations with President elect. Lo siguiente, presidente, que nos faltará y espero tengamos el espacio para hacerlo firmar. Are you listening to the president of Mexico speaking with the president of the United States uh, about the new trade agreement that Donald Trump just announced? He, uh, he took a lot of time to announce this new trade agreement with Mexico, the United States-Mexico trade agreement, as he's calling it. It does not involve Canada. It is not a full redo of NAFTA. He's still uh, fairly bitter with Canada and uh, threatening 300 or uh, threatening tariffs on auto imports and things like that. Um, so that'll be the next step. Stock market news is, is huge. I mean, I'm watching the Dow Jones. It's up to 26,032. It's up 240 points on the day so far, and it's only 11.54. So we'll be watching the reaction to this deal uh, throughout the day. But it should be a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid day for um, for the markets. In the meantime, Senator Bill Nelson, who is still our senator, is in Jacksonville at the landing speaking about uh, public safety and what happened yesterday. And we uh, we have recording of that, which we're going to take you to right now. Again, this is Senator Bill Nelson in Jacksonville. We have got to examine ourselves as a society to say how much more uh, violence are we going to continue to take. It's one thing uh, where you have criminal gangs that are fueled by the drug trade. Uh, it's another thing when uh, there is violence for intentional sake. And we've had too much of that in this state. Uh, we had, of course, the massacre in the Pulse nightclub. Then we had the shooting in the Fort Lauderdale airport. Uh, then we had uh, Parkland. Uh, and we've had uh, these kind of senseless shootings that have occurred, for example, in the parking lot out in uh, northwest Jacksonville or at the football game. And now this. And so at some point, uh, we as a society have to come together and say, enough of this. This is not what we want in a uh, democratic society where we have values that are other than going off and killing people with guns. I'll leave the details of all of this. Uh, to the sheriff's department. Uh, Senator Rubio and I wanted to see uh, to make sure as he and I both individually talked to the FBI yesterday, uh, Charles Spencer, the lead agent here, uh, and he was with us this morning as well as the ATF. Uh, and we wanted to make sure that the federal government is offering all of its resources uh, to uh, local law enforcement. And indeed, that is occurring. So your questions. Sir. And, and by the way, I think Marco is going to make himself 
available and we're on the same airplane back to Washington because we are in session this afternoon voting. Sir, you as a lawmaker combined with your conversations with Rubio, what as a state lawmaker can you do to help answer the distractions? Well, of course there's uh, uh, some difference of opinion when it comes to uh, the limitation on gun use between Senator Rubio and me. But remember, the two of us were together quite a bit in the aftermath of the Parkland shooting. Uh, and uh, therefore, what we have done have already proposed and passed two pieces of legislation uh, but in the big scheme of things, there, there are minor pieces of legislation. They involve reporting instances. My own preference is that we would get to the point at which we could get a comprehensive, universal background check in the acquisition of a gun. Uh, I think that would screen out a lot of mental health cases because it would be comprehensive. Uh, whether or not that would have screened out this shooter, I don't know. But uh, there's a lot to be done. And I, I think when you see Senator Rubio, uh, he'll go into uh, some of the things that we proposed together and the two things that we passed. So a lot of what we're hearing from people on social media and just kind of in general is that they're tired of seeing these instances like you mentioned. You talk with your colleagues. Where are we? Are we anywhere closer to a consensus of what we can do to make sure this stops happening in our country? Yeah, Florida has had its fill, and so has Jacksonville. Uh, just recently, uh, the innocent seven-year-old girl getting hit in a and what apparently was a drug fight. Uh, the school shooting at a football game. Uh, the deputy down in uh, Clay County, uh, it was a traffic uh, fatality. And now this, I mean, Jacksonville's had its fill, uh, but certainly Florida has. Uh, there's something different uh, about the intolerance of people to keep putting up with all this nonsense. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.